and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna. I'm Ali. And this is episode trois, which is French for three. We're actually just so grateful that you guys have been listening and you've made it through the first two and have stuck with us. <laughs> it's unbelievable, to be quite honest. Um, and we've had some really lovely messages about the podcast. So thank you for that. It feels a bit weird, not going to lie. You know, like when you get a compliment and someone goes, oh, I like your trousers. And you go, huh, got them from Primark, like they were dead cheap. Like, yeah. you just don't know what to say. You obviously think that I look like a clown. Um, we've also been working on getting this on Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, it's so slow. Uh, we've got we've had all of the big boys on the phone: Zuckerberg, Jobs, Goggins, um, yeah. Robbins. But um, hopefully by now you'll be able to listen to it there too. And we've got some really really great stuff coming up for this episode. I'm actually I've been super excited to record this one because we've had some excellent contributions. There's one that we've got that I'm really excited for because I haven't heard it and I am dying to hear it it's nice to know people are on the same page isn't it people are on the same page yeah turns out we're not the only ones no we're not in fact there seems to be a lot of you so that's good but what i would say is uh when i was um i was just flicking through spotify and i was like oh, look there's our podcast i um clicked on the thing that said more like this because i thought oh i wonder what they'll recommend alongside our podcast it literally says we couldn't find anything <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing like this podcast. <laughs> wow, I love that. I wonder if that's a compliment or if that's a please stop, a cease and desist from Spotify. <laughs> we couldn't oh, find well, anything. No, I think we just keep going until there are no more people listening. So with that said, shall we dive straight in? Sure, let's do a bit of Windgrim, get in the bin. Do you want to go first, Ali? Sure. My win? is a simple pleasure um and that simple pleasure was at the weekend i went to devon to run with other people other people not in a race <laughs> i went to meet up with some of my friends do you have some and uh we did a little run around hey tour hey tour so the whole time obviously i was running up going hey tour's going to hate 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 but it's called hey tour and mm. it was just a seven minor just a little tapery tape face but it was just so nice to be on a social run with other people that there's no like bullshit it's just like it's just like sitting in the pub but we're running and you know no one was going fast than anyone else it was a stunning day pickle was there like haven't seen these guys for ages i did run britannia with two of them so there's a lot of run britannia chat and then our friend lawrence was there too he's he's spine training so he's incredibly boring um no he's not he's great but uh it was just so nice to be out with with other people on a little social run and I just thought do you know what I'm so grateful that I get to do this stuff I'm so grateful I can put my trainers on and go out and just run with other people and have a nice chat I just I loved it it's what it's about in it did that whole thing of I'm moving to Devon like I do whenever I go anywhere that's not my house yeah. oh, I, I'm moving to Scunthorpe <laughs> I might move to rugby I might move to wherever I am if I'm having a good time but- with, with, with you I'm like I might move to Sherwood Forest oh um, yeah let's move to Sherwood Forest don't move to rugby the running around here is shit uh, we just moved to show Forest. We could live in the old oak. Oh yeah. My grim is just periods and running. I just why does it time itself to come? It's literally it was due last week. Now this week it's going. I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Yeah. And it's like yeah. Can you come out because I've got a race at the end of the week. And it's like now I'm going to make you feel terrible for a few days first. Just just panic. Uh, it's just an absolute pain in the ass, isn't it? It's grim. So grim. And also, and they, like it does proper time itself at the worst possible time because I track mine and I'm like, great, it's going to be the week after the race or it's going to be the week before the race. Oh, no, 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 no. If you've got a race coming up, it doesn't matter when you're scheduled to have your period. It's coming on race week. It's going to come on race week. I did um, a 30 mile ultra in Yorkshire a few weeks ago. I came to stay with you, actually. And yeah, mine arrived day before brilliant heaviest day was the day of the race and ended up having to sort myself out in a public car park because there were no toilets on the route that was fun absolutely delightful and for all our male listeners this is in this is important information for you especially if you live with Mm. a run or if you have gal pal running mates because it's a consideration mate okay it is difficult it just makes life really difficult for me it makes it painful Mm. but it also makes it difficult and it just annoys me and gets on my nerves and then I'm like hang on a minute this is something out of my control so I'm going to have to accept it's happening and crack on so let's all just do a little prayer to the gods of menstruation that it happens now 
and it, it doesn't yeah. save itself till Saturday morning at about 9am in the middle of the South Downs. I could really do Oof. without that. Thank you. Um, Although what I would say just quickly to jump in there is that there are a lot of really excellent race organisers now who are providing sanitary items in sort of portaloos and stuff. Paul Alban at Big Bear is very, very good at that. Uh, Eric at Rasselbach, they had stuff at the Backyard Ultra when we did that in in Sherwood Pines and then um, Centurion are all over it like a rash as well so it's it's brilliant. it's brilliant and I and I and I think it's I actually think now that if I went to a toilet on a race and there wasn't sanitary products or they weren't at the aid mm. station I'd be like excuse me uh what's that you're doing because it just super helps doesn't it and yeah of course we, people are prepared, but like on the wild horse my period wasn't due for two or three weeks and it just started in the middle of yeah. night two it does it's like it's because you're putting your body under extra stress I learned that as well the hard way when I was doing the world's toughest island race in the Azores it was the tribe run for love and it was day three and I literally was on the trail and I was like that doesn't feel right down there and I got to one of the (laughs) aid stations and I was like my period started I'm not due on for two weeks and so there was um there are a couple of ladies on the aid station I was like have either of you got a tampon at all and they didn't because they weren't on their period they don't carry them around and so I I was absolutely stuffed I basically just had to bleed through all day and sort sort it out when I got home and it's just not nice it isn't nice but I tell you what there's been a bit of a game changer uh period pants because I wear them on races now regardless because of the fact they're so absorbent so if you need to have a wee in a bush or whatever it is they're comfortable they don't chafe I know you're a fan of these as well and actually they're my go-to now for race day underwear because I'm just like well at least if it happens there is that there's not going to be any like horror show like I don't care if I've got blood dripping down the inside of my leg it's a natural thing to happen but at the end of the day you don't want it all over your number you don't want to attract bears you don't want like (laughs) what or like sharks on the trail or anything like that so but they're yeah. really good like I I endorse would endorse would purchase and uh and I also think if there was any other kind of incident having a pair of period pants would probably give you at least two minutes grace two minutes grace absolutely absolutely so did you see that the triathlete there was a photo um Emma Pallant Brown she was running along and there was this really strong photo of her she's in her like tri-suit yeah that was pink mm-hmm. and like and there was a mark where she bled through. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a swimming costume. Yeah. And there, were, there was a comment on an, on her Instagram that was like, it's not the most flattering picture, is it? Nobody really wants to see that. And you're like, it happens. Guys, it happens. Yeah. Like, that what's, what's the difference between someone running along with blood dripping down their knees or their face or their hands and someone running yeah. along with blood in that in that area? There isn't one. Nothing. Like, because no. when someone's got blood on their, like, you're like, oh, you badass, you ran through it. It's like, mate, you got women all the time banging out 100 milers, 50 milers, epic multi days on their period. Like, it's yeah. badass. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Like, no. oh, God, it just gets on my nerves. Anyway, <sighs> that's that. Um, My get in the bin is just a DNF. We've had, um, we had Marie, who is a longtime ultra awesomer. And uh, I'm going to say longtime listener because this is probably a third podcast. There's since day one. Hey. <laughs> she recently did, she did a race that we can grasp me gallop, which she DNF'd and she wrote quite an eloquent piece, actually. Um, she sent a DM to, to us and she wrote quite an eloquent piece in the ultra awesome group about how she felt about it and just about how disappointed she was. I think she was timed out about 19 miles. And I just thought, just, yeah. I don't want to do a whole episode on DNFs, but you know, it is a thing. If you're going to go and do hard stuff, then you're going to end up not finishing a race. And it is just yeah. a very difficult thing to get your head around. Um, but I think the key to it um, for anyone that has this beat yourself up for five days about DNF is the, ex- mm. the acceptance, accept what mm-hmm. is happening, what has happened. And at the time, accept what is happening because you're going to have to live yeah. with it. And I read this, uh, I read this actually in a book Um that you've got 24 hours to celebrate your wins or what you perceive to be your failures. So you've got 24 hours to think about it. And after that, you give yourself that 24 hours of grief, of like grieving it. And then you mm. put a plan into action. So you you do your post-mortem and then you're like, this is the plan of action. Because you can't just sit and live in the past. And if it, one of the things that I do with my clients with the DNF now is I celebrate it and go, you've done it now. You know, it wasn't an A-game race in this in this instance. Mm. And if it was an A-game race, the race will often still be there for next time. And yeah. you've got the 24 hours to grieve it. 
And the best thing about DNF is the lessons that you learn from it. You can't learn in training. You just valuable. Yeah. They're incredibly valuable, aren't they? And um, I don't know about you, Anna, like I've had a couple of nasty ones, but I'm not scared of them anymore because I'm like, I can deal with that. Like, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think there's um, the, the main thing with DNFs is that if you did all that you could, if you did everything that you could and you DNF, then, you know, good day, win. Mm-hmm. If you maybe didn't, if you're like, you know, you know, um, so maybe if you'd get timed out, for example, you know, you can spend ages picking it apart and going, oh, but if I didn't walk here, oh, if I didn't spend five minutes faffing at this aid station or whatever, you know, you can do all that what ifs. And I think that's what you're talking about is like, you've got 24 hours to deal with that. Work it out. Were you faffing at aid stations? Don't do it next time. Be quicker. What mm-hmm. do you need to do to be quicker at those aid stations? But those lessons are so valuable. I had a catastrophic DNF at the Ultra X England 125 because I woke up on race morning and my stomach was absolutely in bits. And I I made my breakfast and I got on the start line and suddenly realised I hadn't eaten any of my breakfast because my stomach was just like a washing machine. And I got 5k in and was like, I'm going to need to have something here because I was literally at the bottom of Jacob's Ladder in the Peak District and was like, I need some energy to get up this. Everything I then ate, I then vommed up. And I was just like, this is not a fun day. I'm not having fun. This is borderline going to make me ill and, and, you know, make bad, worse things happen. So um, the medic was like, at the 10K was like, you really shouldn't carry on if you're vomiting on the trails. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lesson to me is that actually, should I even have started that day? Probably not. No. And like a really handy thing to have is there's this great book by um, Annie, I can't remember her second name, Annie Dukes. It's called uh, Quit. And she was a poker player, like um, a, a, a like professional poker player. And it's about when yeah. to quit. OK, so and in this book, she talks about having a kill criteria. So with my clients, I have a kill criteria. And that is if these three three things happen, I'm allowed to stop or I will stop. And mine are borderline hypothermia, cold weather, wet. If I'm if I've soaked yeah. through three different layers of wet weather gear and my pants are wet, not for a good reason, mm. I will stop. <laughs> the second one is, am I enjoying this? If I'm not in there's enjoying and being like this is really tough, or there's enjoying or there's not enjoying at all. And mm. and yeah, we all battle through the toughest bits of races. But if I'm having the worst time, that's mental health wise, that's like throwing up, that's whatever it is, you're allowed to stop. And because it's my life, mm. that you're living your life in that race. And yeah. the third one is, am I becoming a medical emergency? Am I doing something stupid? Yeah. Am I going to put all the other competitors in this race at risk if I have to call a medic? And then some, because I'm chucking up or because I'm hypothermic and some bloke at the end is having a heart attack and the medic can't get to him because I've been a dick, stop. Yeah. And once you have those clear in your head, stopping is so much easier because you've given yourself mm. permission to do it. Um, yeah. And it's it's catastrophic in your head, but really, if you zoom out and look at it from above like a drone, you're just a person yeah. on a trail. That's all you are. Yeah. And the race will always be there. And you learn so much. And I DNF Dragons back on day two. I DNF the Ark first time I did it. Both times, I was like, your problem is lack of strength in your legs to have the speed to get over that technical terrain. You need to practice on that technical terrain. You need to go and do strength training. I've gone and done both of yeah. those things. And I'm so glad I was taught those lessons because my longevity in running yeah. now is, and I will still DNF things. I might DNF this weekend. So it might happen. But again, I've got my kill criteria. If I'm throwing up, if I'm dehydrating, if I haven't had a piss for like 18 hours, then I'm yeah. allowed. But otherwise I crack on. So if I'm timed mm. out, whatever it is like, but yeah, I think it's important to have that kill criteria and also really important to give yourself that time to grieve or celebrate if you've done really super well. Otherwise, you become a gloating mm. bat and you start taking things for granted. So just give yourself that time to go. It's OK for me to feel like this. Write it all down, separate fact from fiction and then just get your list of lessons and crack on with them. Because the more time you spend being sad, sad sack, the less time you're spending improving that stuff. But DNFs could get in the bin, but at the same time, they're also a win. They're a win. And a bin. They're a win. Bu- win. Win. Yeah. I've done some work with a sports psychologist, Josie Perry, and she is banging. If you're on Twitter, go and give her a follow because she, she puts some brilliant tips out there. Um, she's a runner. She does triathlon as well. 
It's all right. Some people have to. Yeah, and, I know. Um, Jack, Jack of all trades, master of none. I've literally said, I've talked about triathletes twice already on this podcast. Is there I'll something you would like to tell us? <laughs> I'll go and cleanse myself afterwards. Um, but she's... Um, She's got these really handy little, I've got like a, a toolbox and it's not got any tools in it. It's just got bits of paper and you do like a pre-race thing. So actually talking about like the period stuff, it's out of your control. So you write down all of the things that you're worried about. Can you control them? If so, how? If you can't control them, move on. And the same thing, there's another little card where it's like a, basically a post-race debrief. You write down what went well, what didn't go so well, and what you can do next time. And it's it's really easy to forget to do those sorts of things, like actually write it down, because otherwise you forget. Like you came on here before we started recording, you were like, oh, have you ever DNF'd a race, Anna? I was like, I have, but I don't remember it. Because I didn't do any work. I literally got in the car drove home with my tail between my legs and cried Mm -hmm. and then I went I went back two weeks later and did it on my own (laughs) did you that's such that's a good good cleansing ritual but I'm the same with my clients like the reason I speak to them face to face every week or every other week and I say to that your journal is your biggest tool because anything write it straight down because even when I said to you if you ever did after like yeah I can't really remember come on and I I said to you it can't have been that bad it was that bad but there's a block of like I'm just Mm. not gonna think Mm. about that um, yeah. And unless yeah. you like post-mortem, I call it, unless you post-mortem it and uh, give it the respect it deserves, because it is a life lesson, then mm-hmm. you do forget. And then you're just going to do the same bloody thing over and over again. So um, and yeah. that's, my friends, yeah. is the definition of madness. <laughs> it's true. Doing the same thing and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. That's why triathletes are mad. Um, right. <laughs> Anna, Anna what, what's your week been like? my week's been all right i'm not snotty anymore i mean that's a win in itself absolutely imagine you get period pants for your nose for when you're snotty like a nose bag like a horse yeah can it have snacks in it yeah it could it can have like a snot a snot holder and then a snack holder by your mouth yeah like a beak yes like the opposite of a balaclava yes (laughs) is rather than having your eyes out and your nose covered yeah anyway um my win this week apart from not being snotty anymore is finally my watch tells me that my training is maintaining which actually sounds shit because it should be productive but I am at next week the beginning of this big training block for my 100k and I have been doing little bits and bobs to keep me going mostly strength stuff and a little bit of running uh but finally rather than being overreaching or strained because my heart rate's been all over the shop as well i'm finally maintaining you know she's in the maintenance zone highway to the maintenance zone love it i love that i don't get too caught up in that because my watch freaks me out Mm. but i did look the other day at the productive versus maintaining and i was actually like if I had to write on a bit of paper when I thought I was being productive, when I thought I was maintaining, that's what it would look like. So that's that's that. So it is a good thing, isn't it? It does kind of know. It absolutely knows. Otherwise, yeah. we wouldn't pay it does. hundreds it does. and hundreds. I also of pounds don't get exactly. I also don't get too caught up in um, in numbers and stuff. But like, I know, I you know yourself, and you kind of look at your watch and go, yeah, I thought that. I thought that. So like, when I was snotty the other week, it was like my heart, my heart rate variability was bad um, because I was snotty and poorly. So yeah, maintaining, brilliant. Let's celebrate being bang average. Uh, bang grim. average is the best. <laughs> I love being bang average. My grim uh, is my three thirty alarm yesterday morning. It's 3:30 not three thirty p.m. A.m. Oh, a.m. Still the middle of the bastard night. Um, It's not often I have to set my alarm for 3.30, but on the days that I do, I have these grand plans that I'm like, brilliant, I finish work at one. Once I get home, I've got the whole day to do everything. And then I get home and I'm like, oh my God, I am so tired because you got up in the middle of the night. (laughs) So I I need to to work on that. I need to stop being quite so... um, cavalier with my attitude to my free afternoons because it's not a free afternoon it's basically nap time what's your watch saying about your body battery (laughs) 
God, I dread to think. I mean, yesterday it was... Pro I, d I didn't think that it could get to minus, but I reckon I've probably got to minus. Uh, my body battery today is 68 now, and it's 8.30 8 in the morning. Brilliant. Yeah, that's not great. I'm going to be honest. You've been up since God knows what time, haven't you? Half five, but I've worked out as well. I've done an hour in the gym, so I'm all right. I'm all right. Yes, yesterday, yeah, I got down to five. Five percent. Oh, yeah. you were like the little red line on your iPhone. That's what you yeah. were like. Do you know what? Oh, my God, this is terrible. Yesterday, five. Sunday, five. Day before, six. Day before, five. Thursday, five. Wednesday, 19. Wednesday was an easy day. Yeah, but still, 19 is still on where your where your phone goes low power mode, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be on low yes, power please. mode. Yes, please. Yes, please. Right. Well, yeah. I, I can't tell you to go to bed because you just like, because you've got 86 jobs. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I can't really do anything about that. But I would schedule more naps in the afternoon. I'm having a nap this afternoon because I'm on the tape. I'm having a nap. Oh, I'm having a nap this afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm banking some sleep, which actually physically you can't do, by the way. But we're going to do it anyway. And naps are still great. Naps are still great, but you can't bank them against the rest of your sleep. Um, get in the bin. Stinging nettles. It is stinging nettle season and I am sick to death of getting stung. The footpaths around everywhere are so overgrown because we've had that like damp March and April and then we've had that hot weather in May and it's gone really dark and dank again today it's prime growing weather I know this because my allotment is blooming which is great because I'm gonna have fresh vegetables soon but the stinging nettles okay so stinging nettles in the UK for all of our no foreign listeners they we do oh we do do we where I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you later. Um, right, they vary, and I, I learned this on Run Britannia. Have I mentioned that I ran the length of the UK once? Anyway, I did, and uh, they vary county to county. So the worst stinging nettles in the UK are found in Somerset. They Warwickshire. are, do you reckon? Yeah, the ones in Somerset, their leaves are three foot long, and they wrap themselves around you and roll you about in them. They're just oh. so stingy. And you can't oh. get them out. And they just, like my skin, just your, are you really sensitive to them? Do they just come up in like welts? Big white bumps. Yeah. yeah. And it is, oh man. Oh, and you know, you can take the sting out by using a credit card. Like you just get a credit card and scrape the, you can scrape the sting out. Because there's basically the barbs get caught in your skin. That's why it stings. Because yeah. have you ever run through them in leggings and still got stung? Oh yeah, all the time. Because the barbs stick in your leggings. So if you run oh, through them in leggings, oh, then they will just rub even more. But if you get a credit oh, card or a bit of paper, just scrape the area. It takes the barbs out, but you have to go the right way. So I think you have to push down. But um, Like away. Yeah. And like you've got the old dock leaf. But yeah, this, if I get them on my hands, because I've got a dog, sometimes I will get them on my hands because I'll be like bashing them out the way to get poo or whatever off the floor. Poo mm. again. Oh, God, my hands swell up like sausages. Horrible. Yeah. They're so bad. And also, because the weather's been like shorts and vest weather, the size of them, they're like five foot tall. So you get them all down. You get stung all down your arms as well as your legs. Oh, And also, oh, this is really sad. So Ralph, my dog, is um, prone to diving into long grass. He's, he's really cute when he does it because he springs about like a little deer. Um <laughs> But he does not know the difference between grass and stinging nettles. And sometimes he'll like sting his bum. And you can tell when he stung his bum because you'll like call him over to you and he'll run as fast as he can and then like sit really quickly down because he's like, oh, my stingy bum. Oh, my stingy bum. Oh. He does like this funny little dance. Oh, because she runs through them. It seems to be fine. Like she's oh, yeah. got a lot of fur. Yeah, she has, to be fair. Yeah, no, Ralphie stings his bum a lot. Wow. <laughs> Poor Ralphie. Maybe no. you should put some little pants on him. Um, well, apparently you can give them little antihistamines, but I'm not, I'm not down for that. No, I'm not down for that either. Anything that involves giving her something that she'll probably just th spit back at me, I'm not interested in that. She's got really furry, Pickle's got really furry trousers as well, so I think the furry trousers yeah. help to divert the sting. But yeah, they can absolutely get in the bin. When, um, oh, where was, what was I doing? I was doing some, I think I was doing some recce for something, and I actually ended up putting a, a small set of saccateurs in my pack. And so when I was going along <laughs> with the and they were there, I would literally just like snip at the bottom of them and, and then just trample them down because if they just, oh, when I lived in Somerset, because the trails in Somerset, again, Somerset, the worst trails in the UK for maintenance, 
The farmers don't maintain them. Honestly, I've run the whole of the UK. Nowhere so does. It's the worst. Even in Warwickshire, though, like they their footpaths, I was, that was going to be my other thing, is that the footpaths are just not maintained. Like It's like no one really has any responsibility for them or the people who do have responsibility for them have too many footpaths to deal with and so they just don't deal with them. Yeah, and there are like long-distance walking association will go and help maintain them, but there's no rule. And if they're no. on farmer's land and they don't want you to go across it, the likelihood is they won't maintain it to make it harder for you to go across it. The irony being yeah. you end up crossing their actual cropland because you can't get across. So it's like just maintain the bloody path but a little yeah. set of saccateurs if you're doing like a west hyden way not that because people are up and down it all the time if you're doing a, a trail near where you live you're entitled to go and just chop the bottoms of the, of the stingers off um yeah. and if i if i have got this this i've got actually got a pair of gardening gloves and saccateurs because i've been on runs before recce's before where i've been like this is impossible and i can actually put yeah. my hands in and gardening gloves are really good ultra running gloves because they're waterproof they're proper waterproof so they your hands will sweat in them but they won't get cold. They're brilliant. No, more for winter running than current. Yeah, than current running. climbs. But um, yeah. but yeah, I will. I will. I do have these little saccateurs that are in my my jungle kit, basically, where I'm like, I'm going out and I'm going to take these with me. These go in the jungle kit because they're borderline machete-ish. Um, yeah. But yeah, they can get the bin. Seeing that was a, a pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're even good for anything. People make tea, tea and stuff out of them, but I don't know if they're good for like bees. You neither. I they don't do have little flowers is. on them. They could be like yeah. flies. Yeah, flies. There's no point in flies, really, is there? Well, but the, they feed spiders. But then, if we didn't have flies, then we wouldn't need spiders, and that would be brilliant. Oh shit! That was another thing that can get in the bin. Spiders. Oh my god! Right. So, on a run, coming along um, the trail, the path, and something unusual comes into vision and I'm like what is that it's like a curtain of of spiders webs and it looks like something from the upside down in stranger things because it's like it looks like someone's been along and decorated for halloween and it's just it was just a where, panel where of trees this? and hedge near lemmington spa it was just a panel of trees and hedge that was just absolutely coated. And then there was a long gap of, of actual trees and hedge. And then there was another one. And then there was a long gap of trees and hedge. And then there was another one. There must have been about six or seven of these, like, things. And I was on Twitter and somebody who also runs had um, put something up on their Twitter and said... Right, does anyone know what the fuck this is? Seen on the path next to the reservoir, localised heavily in one area. Fluffy stuff. Had concerns about spiders, right? Fluffy stuff. That was on the floor. Ah, uh, that looks like a cloud inversion, but on the floor. And then that's the one I took of my hedge with them all on. What's happening? The spiders are taking over. Has anyone else seen that? There is something spidey going on because... I live in an old house and I've had to, I use this. This is great. Repel shield, right? Repel shield spider X. Doesn't kill oh, them. It's but got it's... a pic. No, it's got a picture of one on it. <laughs> no. Why do things to repel things that we don't like have pictures of them on it? But repel shield's really good because it's got, it's vegan. It's peppermint. It's got no deet in it and it doesn't kill them. But you spray it around the bottom of your, your floors and up your um, crevices and your cracks. <laughs> And it repels them. They hate it. And I had a big problem in my living room with spiders the size of my hand. Oh, they just they would like mo- they they would mooch across the floor. Be like, all right, like they'd be eating crisps. Be like, all right, <laughs> can of fucking diet coke in the other hand. And uh, pickle pickle won't do anything. She's like, look at that. And I'm like, eat it. She just won't touch it. So uh, I've used that. No spiders in my house. None. And I spray it all along the bottom of the conservatory doors, outside and in, because they can't cross it. They won't cross it because their legs get stuck and they're just like, no, thank you. So that's oh. a nice way to get rid of them. I'm not a fan. They don't absolutely, I'm not absolutely petrified of them. I just, I'm like, Guy, can you do me a favour and not live in my house, please? I know. It's the ones that come and live in your house that are the size of your hand. I threw a book at one once. I know it's not very, it's not very nice. It was a hardback book and this spider, no joke, bench pressed this book and scuttled out and was like, yeah, try again. I was like, oh my God, this spider is indestructible. It was like, oh, what's that one? 
Arachnophobia. Have you seen that film from the 80s? And they have the fire. And they literally set fire to the house. Right. It's back in time. When I was a child, when I was 13, I had two little brothers. I've still got them. I haven't killed them. And they decided it would be a good idea to uh, invest their time in reptiles and arachnids. And they said to my mum, I want a tarantula. And my mum said, no. And she said, you can have a tarantula if you go to the library and learn everything about tarantulas. Unfortunately, they called her bluff and they did. And they learned everything about spiders, snakes and lizards. Fast forward six months, we end up with two corn snakes, some sort of boa constrictor and a Chilean rose tarantula in our house. What? And the Chilean rose tarantula is about the size of your hand. It's very beautiful. No. It's furry. It's beautiful. But we Ooh. went on holiday, right? And I was a very dramatic, as my dad used to describe me, dramatic. Never described my brothers like that, which was weird. Uh, and I was like, no, it's I don't want it in the house. Female. Yeah, I know. I know. Bossy <laughs> and dramatic. So um, I was like, have you seen arachnophobia? Oh, my God. And like, my, and they were like, whatever. That's not going to happen. However, we went on holiday. And the the babysitter that was looking after our house and the cats uh, left the lid of the tarantula tub open by about four inches and my. called my dad, because I think she was showing it to someone, called mm. my dad and was like, it's escaped. And it had escaped oh, into our house. So my dad flew back down the motorway with my brother, because he was obviously the expert, and they spent four days looking for it. They found it. It was oh, hiding gosh. under a bookshelf. Put it oh. back in. Oh. It. Egg sack. It had a bloody no! egg it no! had, it, They'll mate with anything. They'll mate with any other spider. So it obviously found itself. It was a female. It obviously found itself some bloke, done the deed, killed it, eaten it, because that's what they do, and then had these eggs. And you can imagine my 15-year-old reaction to that, can't you? I Does got my like rack my sack. Current reaction? I got my <laughs> rack sack. I packed everything I needed in it, including my journal, <laughs> my take that calendar and a pillow. And I was like, I'm leaving. And like, I'm not being in this house when those erupt. They're going to erupt all over the house, like flipping half tarantula, half house spider. And, uh, and they're going to crawl in our mouths and we're asleep. Yes, and, um, that happens. That happens. Yep, yep. And, uh, but, and, but they basically, Jack was like, I know what to do. And he just shut her in there, didn't feed her. And she ended up eating the eggs so that they didn't hatch. But it was one of oh. it was one of those things that, like, when I tell people, I think they think I'm mad. I'm like, nah. One day I came home from, like, my Saturday job and there was a caiman in the bath because my brothers worked at the reptile shop and someone had tried to smuggle it into Bournemouth Airport. So there was a small alligator in the bath of our house in Bournemouth. <laughs> so, That's actually was, really cool. Weird. I didn't want it to be in there. I was like, and it had like a big rubber band around its mouth and it was like wriggling. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's my tarantula story. Not a fan. Lovely. Well, every single part of me, it just feels weird and itchy and like... There's people, you'll, you'll know so... if people are listening to this podcast when you're running because they'll be going down the trail going, itching Ooh, Watch out for those spiders. Oh. Watch out for those weird spider web curtains. Yeah, the curtain, spider, the curtain of death. Imagine if you fell in it. Well, Ralph was like going in and out of the bushes and every time we got near one, I was like, get me here. Because I was like, <laughs> I do not want you to run through it and just get covered in spiders' webs. Oh, so. lovely. Anyway, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> that was fun. Should we check in on how the Ultrasound System podcast playlist is going? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm fascinated by this, right? I thought, <laughs> what did you think people would add to this playlist? So I think when we opened this up to to the public, to the to the six listeners that we have, I was like, well, I assume the people that are going to listen are probably going to be a little bit like you and I. And maybe, you know, music taste is very individual. And there are some people whose music taste has surprised me. But I think we're all a little bit, a little bit alternative, shall we say? I think right? we are. I think we are. But but I'm surprised by how much heavy shit people want on this playlist. Heavy. It is heavy. heavy. So, I mean, we've got... So Hayley wanted to add some Imagine Dragons, whatever it takes. Okay, so Imagine Dragons are a funny band. They're a funny band because they've got some tunes and then they've got some shit ones. And so... I... No, I think people think of Imagine Dragons like they do Nickelback and I love both of them. There, I said it. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Not a tune. Not that one. But then, this is one. how 
you're my that's a tune tune, tune. not tune same tune. as imagine dragons yeah. tune no. not tune all tunes but Haley wanted to put whatever it takes on which I think is a great running song I had a little mantra band that said whatever it takes it broke which is probably not good omen <laughs> did, it, did, it, did you break it were you the DNF you snapped it off no <laughs> whatever it takes whatever it takes um, um I think that's a tune for running too I've added it I've added it I've added the I wasn't yeah. added this week right I've added get better by Frank Turner I've added bodies love that bodies is a tune and Marie Burton you surprised that- me let the bodies hit the floor. Let the, Let the bodies, bodies hit the, hit the floor. floor. That's that one. Whoa! Is it that one? Yeah. Drowning, <laughs> drowning I love that one. It's a monster tune. It's also a good tune for lifting in the gym, um, especially if you sing it out loud with your headphones on. Uh, so bodies, yes. we got, I did put whatever it takes on that. Although my favourite Imagine Dragons song is Radioactive, but I'll leave that on my playlist. Uh, I put OK mm. Go on there for Tabitha, but that OK Go song, Here okay. It Goes Again, I actually think Get Over It's a better one. But again, I'm going with the public, so... Uh, Gemma Harris I love Gemma Harris right she is sort of new to ultra running she looks like a rock star she's got this amazing blonde hair yeah. the, f- the five songs she sent me I was like no 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 <laughs> because they is are this, so is this Gemma's, heavy Gemma's, yeah, Gemma's running, running adventure. adventures they're yeah. so heavy and I'm like if me and you were out yeah we'd put this on the, on the speaker but if you're out with I don't know Louise 54 from Coventry she's not gonna like this she's gonna be scared so I chose the therapy song that she that she'd asked for because that's the least aggressive song um okay. what else did I put on there and then I put that falling in reverse song that Tony Proctor asked for because I absolute that's an absolute tune then I looked at your ones that you've added absolute yeah. bangers yeah yeah go on absolute bangers go on read, read them out read them out yeah. The, the misery business, a classic Paramore song, probably their best one. Uh, yeah, the the Phoenix by Fallout Boy. There's a thousand brilliant Fallout Boy songs, but that is a running song. Banger, certified yeah. banger. I got a few Fallout Boy songs on my sound system, but that one I've forgotten about. See, I want to add these to mine, but I'm like, no, keep them separate. Mm-hmm. Um, separate. you make my dreams come true. And then there's a new one, the LF System Dancing Shoes one, which I haven't listened to yet, but I'm going to listen to today when I go on my taper run. So um, you have missed out the most important one. Right. Now, you've added a tune from The Greatest Showman there. Okay, this is me. This my is... problem with The Greatest Showman, The Greatest Showman oh. can get in the bin. No! Yes. What? Because it's, 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 have, you, have you read about who The Greatest Showman was based on, the, the, the story of The Greatest Showman? No, but The Greatest Showman, the film, is a nice, feel-good, positive, everyone is different and that's okay story. Right, okay. Because the guy that is The Greatest Showman was a bit of a... Bellend. Yeah. <laughs> one... he, he did not sing This Is Me, though, did he? He didn't sing This Is Me, but I struggle to separate the narcissistic abuser from The Greatest Showman. So... I'm going to try and just listen to the song as it is, because it's a great song. It's a great yes. song. But yes. that's my problem with The Greatest Showman. I will always say okay. to people, the great, think about The Greatest Showman. And now, is it Bradley Cooper that's The Greatest Showman? No, it's Hugh... Jackman. No. Jackman. It's one of them. Yes. At the end of the day, Hugh they Jackman. all look the same. They all came out the same handsome factory. <laughs> they all toddled out the same, I'm handsome factory. They do. They're all just handsome men. Um yeah. And I can't separate it. I just can't separate it in my head. But then I get all angry about Disney films as well, being like, oh, if you're a woman, you need to meet a man because the man will make you happy and sweep you off your feet and you you deserve to be treated like a princess. I'm like, unless, unless it's Frozen, where it is a story of two sisters. Or Moana. Is Moana a Disney film? Moana is a Disney film. Moana's got some bang. I'm going to put some Moana on there as well. I've been... Uh, asked to put my one on there as well. Someone asked me, they like, I can't add my How far I'll go. Yeah. How that far might, I'll go. Actually, but... No one knows how far I'll go. You don't even need to listen to the playlist. You can just listen no. to this. Um, oh, but... the one that The Rock does as well. What? We're going to say you're welcome. Oh, no, you're we're not welcome. having that. No, we're not having that. What? Because it's just annoying. I'll have the other one. <laughs> There's but a lovely welcome. video of The Rock singing that to his daughter and she has no idea that he is Maui from Moana and 
he's literally singing it exactly the same as Maui sings it because uh, he sung it in the film. And and she just has no idea that he's Maui. It's really cute. That is quite cute. Actually. There's a new Moana, I think. Is yeah, there? really cute. I'll send you that. I think ne- so. I might ne- have made that up. Never seen Moana. <laughs> there Forty- is a Moana to teaser. Teaser oh, trail. I'm a 41-year-old woman with no children, so I've never seen Moana. I want to watch Moana. All right, Pickle, we'll watch Moana. You, you don't have to have children to watch it. I don't have children and I watch it. Yeah. I just, I'm miserable, aren't I? I like films like um, Requiem for a Dream and Donnie Darko. That's all I ever watch. Oh, uh, that song. No, that song's not going on it. Which one? Not I'm Mad World. Familiar, familiar <laughs> Imagine no. if that came on in the middle of the night on night two. You'd be like, no, I would shit myself. No. No, no, thank you. Um, super quickly. So one of the songs that you read out there that I'd put on the uh, playlist was uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates, You Make My Dreams Come True. Mm. Now, the reason I put that one on there is because if I was a wrestler, that would be my walk-on music. It'd be a dance-on music. What I want to get. So, Ali Bailey, if you were a wrestler, what is your walk-on music? Oh, I don't know. I'd be a shit wrestler. Um, <laughs> I am obsessed with that McCallum and Butler song, yes. And I have been for probably five years. And when it came out, Which that one? song, the McCallum and Butler song, yes. Have you ever, you must have heard that song. It's a it's tune. It is the okay. greatest fuck you song oh, of all yeah. time. Yeah. And sometimes people who have wronged me ask me to do things for them. And I just feel like sending them that song. Like, I love that song. And I, whenever I hear that song, I'm like, I do feel like, because I've gone through so much shit with my mental health and been so fucking broken that that song is my song. And every time I put on like a Desert Island playlist, because I make my Desert Island disc playlist every other month, I change bits around you just in case they come calling, because I'm sure that's imminent. (laughs) I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Um, I don't want it dated. That song is the only one that stays on there. So I think that would be my wrestler walk-on music. Nice. Love it. It's Love it. It's my theme Perfect. <laughs> Speaking of theme tunes, little segue, see how slick this is. Should we do the theme tune for our embarrassing stories segment? Oh, yeah. What is it? I've forgotten. If, if I, I could, could turn back time. If yeah. I could find a way. Right. I was contacted by uh, a friend of mine. You may know her as Rush by Nature. Her name is um, Holly Stables. Now, I believe Holly was a Commonwealth athlete. She was like a Team (laughs) GB. She is a professional athlete, pretty much. And she's married to Pete, and they run um, a coaching business. They do strength conditioning. She wins shit. She came like third at the Arc of Attrition. She's won loads of stuff. If Holly's in a race, there's no point turning up because she will win it. She's incredible. She's funny she's got a lovely dog called lemmy anyway she, what i'm trying to say to you is she's professional right she ain't fucking about however yeah. i want to play you this clip because she sent me this are you ready yeah i'm not emailing you because i can't be asked to email all day so i'm doing a voice note and you can include this if you want it's up to you here is a poo story just for you so many years ago when i was running along the kennet and avon canal which is where i lived and i ran on there all the time i needed a poo now this happened quite a lot in my runs um i always took a toilet roll with me and made sure I was off-piste. However, this time, as you know, when you need a poo, it's... you need a poo. Getting quite desperate. Um, the only place I could find was... Um, there was a sort of a slope down to the side of the canal. So you've got the towpath or the canal, you've got no choice. Uh, went down the, this slope um, underneath this barbed wire fence. Did the business, all very good. Anyway, I was trying to... I was climbing back up the slope uh, to get back onto the canal path and... Um, I was under the barbed wire fence and I managed to slip because it was quite muddy. Whilst doing that, I slid back, ripped my um, shorts across the bum, like open, and slid into my own poo. (laughs) Okay, the story's not finished. The story is finished. Are you ready for the part two? It gets worse. As I was lying there, I just was like, oh God, help. Um, And it was in the middle of sort of Saturday, normal running day. And uh, a girl I knew from my club ran past and um, I went to shout for her to help and then I thought better of it because obviously how was I going to explain that I'd ripped my shorts and I was covered in my own poo. So I had to run home like that 
and it was truly <coughs> despicable. Oh my god. She sat in her own poo. Yeah, with ripped shorts. So it was on with her skin. There could have been there could have been an open wound there. But I was like, right, how far away was home? Nine miles. Home was nine miles. <laughs> on a Saturday on the canal. So you've got passers-by, dog walkers, you've got half your ass hanging out your shorts, <laughs> you're covered in human shit, which I'm pretty sure doesn't smell very nice. Just so what the good thing about Holly is nine miles probably takes about an hour. Whereas for me, that's a good two hours. Um uh-huh. But I was like, why didn't you just get in the canal? Because she's like, because it's disgusting. But yeah. I would have risked hepatitis in order to what? get that. Yeah, okay. We should do like a poll. What's worse, canal water or being covered in your own shit? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's worse, covered in your own shit, giving yourself hepatitis. Which one? Oh, my God. But, uh, that is brilliant. I, it was a well, it's, a, it's a story that is well told, well executed. And yeah. I, I do enjoy it when... Um, things go wrong for people that you're like oh nothing ever goes wrong for them because they're just great and it's like no <laughs> it really does go wrong um so yeah that's amazing we had some absolutely banging um stories mainly they've all just revolved around poo to be quite honest with you um have yeah. you got any that you want to pick up yes i have i'm just going to double check i don't think this lovely lady wants to stay anonymous she doesn't um, want to. Well, she's not said that she has to stay anonymous, but we had a brilliant email. So, yeah, um, please do keep sending them in as well. We are ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com. Or if, like Holly Stables Rush, you can't be asked to send us an email, completely get it. Sick of sick of emails. Send us a lovely voice note on the on the DMs and we can, we can change your voice if you want to stay anonymous. Oh, my God, uh, I can't wait we'll for just... that. A vocoder to change people's voices. Yeah. I was oh, once running you. along and I did a big poo and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hawking's uh, it. Or we could get we could get um Siri to read it out. Anyway, right. This lovely lady who I I know, she's also called Ali. Well, Alison. Uh, I'm afraid my embarrassing stories usually also involve poo. We're with you, it's fine. You're not the only one. The worst one that makes me cringe to even think about is this. I couldn't find anywhere to go on the track between Scarborough and Whitby. I hadn't run on the beginning part from Scarbs before, as I usually start further down the path around Ravenscar. So I didn't know it was going to be a highly public place with loads of Sunday strollers and nowhere to hide. (laughs) As it were, nothing was going to stop it happening. Oh, we know that feeling. I had to walk two miles with an ass like the one in the Kenny Everett skit where he's Rod Stewart singing If You Think I'm Sexy <laughs> and his bum gets bigger and bigger, which as a child I found hilarious. Not so funny when it's you and people are coming past you with their dogs chasing you for a sniff. I will not tell you the mess I was in when I tried to clean myself back at the car with a bottle of water, but it involved cleaning between toes. Oh, and hiding behind the car door in front of houses. Can't wait for the podcast, you lovely two women. You go together like jam and bread or poo and lycra. Brilliant. Brilliant. Between your toes. How the hell did you get poo between your toes? That deserves a medal. Dripped. <laughs> it dripped. But was she wearing shoes? Did it go in her shoe? Maybe she was wearing like um, joggers and she shook it down to the bottom. No. No, I've got it. Maybe she wiped her bum with her sock. You wouldn't put the sock back on. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't put the sock oh, yeah. back on. That's that job, job. So I'll just put this sock back on. You 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 wouldn't do. That's why you should always take spare buffs out with you. Buffs are great mm-hmm. for wiping up. And Damien Hall will like this. Environmentally friendly. Put on a hot wash. You can't put it on a hot wash. Not environmentally friendly. But it's got shit on it. <laughs> not environmentally friendly. Okay, fine. <laughs> just chuck it in the nearest river <laughs> no. wrap it round a swan's neck no. and send the swan on its no no oh dear god these are brilliant these I'm are crying. absolutely brilliant i am crying um, okay that's why people need to send in their stories i do like the voice notes you can do it on instagram you just go onto dms and you press the microphone button and send it to us i think it's a minute and a half but you can always send two like uh holly and keep suspense going or drop us the email because we love it yeah. or send us a dm whatever you want to do Oh, God, I think we have got time for one more email, and it's from Emma. Brilliant. Have you seen this one? No, I've left these to you because I think <laughs> I wanted a surprise. So good. This is so good. So, 
this this actually Emma has sent this without um hearing the story that I mentioned before uh when I was running around pits with water and I need to stop saying that it was around there because I feel like when I was listening back to it I was like oh my god what if like one of the rangers of pits with water is listening don't flatter yourself Stop it's saying it. No, but everyone's what if they were runners? What if they were runners and they're like, oh. Anyway, I did pick up mine. Right. Just before you do this, listen, we advocate picking up your own shit. If you shit on the yes. trail, please take dog poo bags or a shovel. You can get a little shovel. And the shovel's not for people like your shovel gets dirty. No, the shovel's for digging a hole, pooing in the hole, burying the poo. So if you are, if you are caught short, please, if you're a woman, a man, whatever it is, just take dog poo bags with you um, and yeah. please pick it up. You heard my story about when I didn't pick it up karma came back and rubbed my dog's neck in it and then I had to clean it off so always pick up your poo people right onto the story always pick up your poo okay you ask for hideous poo related stories you shall receive this story involves my lovable but gross running partner Col happy for him to be publicly named and shamed is Col a human Cole... or a dog Col is a two year old black labrador brilliant so aka we an go... idiot yeah, exactly. Labrador, idiot. Square-headed uh, boat box, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I don't know which are more idiotic, Spaniels or Labradors. We ha- I have both in my life and they're both idiots. Right. We go for lots of trail runs and Munro bagging adventures together and I love his bones. Mm. Now, with Nature Wheeze, Cole has been no problem and has never shown any interest in what I'm doing. Usually he just eats some grass in the background. But recently... I did my first outdoor poo in his presence. I knew he had a penchant, great word, for certain animal poos, e.g. sheep, fox, cat, etc. This should have been a warning sign. On this day, I was just sorting myself out, reattaching harness, etc., before dealing with the burying of said poo. Good lass. When quick as a flash, Cole decided to pinch a taste and he liked it. Loads of vomit emojis, loads of like monkeys with their hands over face emojis, loads of mask emojis. I pulled him away and fled the scene, but the boy has a memory like an elephant for off-limit edibles. And unfortunately, we were on an out and back. Guess who remembered where it was buried and got there before me? No, no. Ooh, what a fun game. Ooh, a fun game. Where's the poop? crying emojis it's clearly become a thing now because the next time i needed to go out hiking cole was right there at my bum as i started <laughs> squatting hashtag dog mum things this story is obviously absolutely hideous but i feel other dog parents that run potentially might identify with the themes especially if they have a bozo lab yep bozo lab that's what they should be right all i've got going around my head now is i tasted poo and i liked it oh. that's it that is it. Wow. And now it's like, um, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, my dog's really cute. He's got this really cute thing that he does. And it's like, my dog has got this thing it does that I can't talk about because yeah. it's awful. That's awful. It is I mean, awful. I've been there. I've been there and I feel your pain. And it is, it's mortifying. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's gross. And do you know what's even grosser? When they then give you kisses and lick your face afterwards. Yeah, of course. And you let that you, uh, pickle sticks in my bed with me. Well, she has, she's, ne- she's never eaten my poo. She hasn't actually... Oh, God, this is disgusting. She, rolled in she, it, though. She has rolled in it, but she but she always looks upset when she's done that. Like, when she does that, she comes back and looks at me. You know, back in the days we used to go into a nightclub and you'd snog a bloke and then the lights would come on, you'd be like... Ah, and you'd, like, run off. That's the equivalent <laughs> of her rolling human shit. She thought it was nice. She rolls in it. She knows she's done a bad thing. Like, she looks at me like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah... If I do a wee, she'll wee on the wee. And I'm happy about that. She can do that. That's not a problem. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah it, I'm just grateful that she's never had a, had a taste of it. Oh, God. Like, oh, Christ. Awful. But you, I tell you that what. Day will, that day will come. That day will come. Makes a cheap Christmas present for your dog. Oh, no. Like a little oh, poo cake for God. It. Like, no. And cake. on that note, please do keep sending in your embarrassing stories. They don't have to involve poo. All Hi. of them have again this week. Um, I've got one that I'll share next week for uh, from my sister. Um, doesn't involve poo. Although right. I do have one about her that does involve poo. We've also um, had uh, uh, Ben's told us, Ben Notley's told us that he's named his Paul's Chaz and Dave after your child's daddy. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking for, um, for poll and... names. 
poll names. We also had one. Ali said that she'd named her polls Marjorie and Joan after the funniest daytime TV duo, aka Victoria Woods and Julie Walters. Oh, that's I kind of like this naming of polls. If I use mine more often, then maybe I'd name them because actually, it's nice to think. Oh, it's just nice, isn't it? It's quite You've got nice. your two friends with you. I think I I think I might be leaning towards the naming of the polls, but I don't know. Might call mine Anne Deck. Might call mine Anne Deck. <laughs> I was about to say I was about to say Yeah. I was about to say I might call them Phil and Holly and then make a really bad joke. But I'm not, I'm just not gonna I'm not no. gonna do that because I'm above that. Um, so keep an eye on the Instagram because we are putting some questions on there for you guys to answer. Just to basically when you're bored at work, go on our Instagram and be like, this is funny, I'm going to write this. <laughs> Um, we're trying to entertain you at all times. Um, we are. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll read them out. And we will also, as you can see, we will add your songs to the playlist. We are adding them. Indeed. Indeed. All of them, but some of them. Some of them. Um, right. Moana's going on. So thank you ever so much. We are coming to the very end of this episode. It's absolutely flown by. I hope it has for you too. Um, I'm sure. In a good way. All you lovely six people listening are enjoying it. But actually, on that note, Ali. I've got something that's going to blow your mind. Let me blow your mind. Go then. Um, you know earlier when you were like, oh, it's not like anyone's listening from other countries. Yeah. Wrong. Kazakhstan. Not on the list. Oh. Are we Are we going to do it as a guessing game or would you just like me to tell it you? It could take quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. So hello to people listening in the United States of America. Miami, Philadelphia, Fargo, and Brooklyn. Hello. Hello to people listening in Sweden. Hello to people listening in Portugal, Villanova de Gea, and Lisbon. Belgium, Brussels, Ireland, Dublin, France, Anamas, Isle of Man, Douglas, Slovakia, Bratislava, Italy, Domusnovas Canales. That sounds like a canal. Not interested. Spain, Polenta. Polenta. Valenta. Canada. I'd Canada. Like I'd like to move to Canada. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, Canadian listener. Ali would like to come and stay, please. What's Malawi. Malawi. Hello, Hannah. My friend Hannah. She came second in the spine. She? Yeah. Yeah, she's badass. Um, she should be listening Israel. to this. I don't know why she's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> to get some tips, obviously. Not. She needs no tips. Uh, Australia. Australia. Queen's right, mate. Good day, guys. Good day. Uh, and then fifty million different cities and towns in the UK. Fifty million. So we had fifty no. million downloads week one. Week one, we've had approximately three hundred downloads. I think that's quite good. It's blown my mind. I thought we'd have ten. Me Thank too. You very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, in the next episode, you can look forward to me whinging about the South Downsway One Hundred because that's what I'm doing oh, this weekend. Yeah. And also, I just wanted to mention that in July, seventh yes. to ninth of July. Myself and Anna uh, will be trotting down to Wendover Woods. And on Sunday, we will be running the 10 miler with Centurion. So Sunday morning, it's a 10 mile loop at Wendover Woods. It's a race, you get a medal. And if you'd like <laughs> to join us, you just go to the Centurion website, which is centurionrunning.com and enter the race. It's pretty cheap. Um, and uh, you can come for a 10 mile run with us because I don't think either of us are going to be breaking the speed record, are we? <laughs> well, I might bring Charles and Eddie, to be fair. Oh, she might bring Charles and Eddie. Um, yeah. She's going as a threesome with Charles and Eddie, and I'm going to be going solo. So, um, yeah, come to Wendover. We've also gonna I'm going to be doing talks all day on the Saturday, so you don't have to come running on Saturday. Just come and hang out. It's like a little festival, and then yeah, Sunday, yeah, ten. I think ten o'clock. The race is. It's not a race. It's a run. It's a, it's it is a race, but um, we won't be racing. There's and it's a lovely loop. Yeah. Really nice. Two thousand uh, feet of elevation. So uh, it's it's punchy, but. It, afterwards we're going to have coffee and social and chat and stuff so um yeah i will put that on the instagram at some point um it's the sunday the night seventh sunday the ninth of july wendover woods yeah. centurion running if you want a little cheeky discount then go and join my ultra awesome facebook group because i can send you a discount link perfect and you can come meet us oh and we're going to be doing some podcasting from wendover live from wendover woods harding and bailey not live podcast uh, not live yeah. from Wendover no. they're just at Wendover. we'll work on that they're just at Wendover Woods it's just happening. the Wendover special yeah we'll work on that brilliant right oh it's been lovely catching up with you and best of luck this weekend I hope it's not boiling hot look at my nails you're 
race nails are a thing of beauty. They are yellow for Centurion. They've got the Centurion logo on. Ali, are you sponsored by Centurion or something? I'm part of the Centurion Ultra team. Um, oh. um, can I just say, the last time I did this, I DNF'd. So I did Dragon's Back Nails. So that's good, isn't it? Good. Um, Shaky Nails, DNF. Brilliant. <laughs> You're not going to DNF. But even if you do, doesn't matter. It's a lesson. Does um does it, not matter matter DNF. Did not did not did not fail. Did not fail. Some people say, but um yeah, the lesson I will have learned is don't shellac your nails because I know that's something poisons you. Okay, I love you. Thank you. I'll speak to you next week. Thanks, listeners. You're the best. You are the best. Please keep sending your stories. I love you too, Ali. I love you all, your listeners. Happy running. <laughs>